Thank you for coming to the third episode of the second season of San Pergrino podcast run by May. This podcast is about my self-reflection, the things I did not have an output for, such as the late night thoughts I had in mind. This one is another update on my life because I have been um, busy, even though there was there's nothing that changed around me. Um, yeah, but there, so I'm just going to talk about my Olympics experience and just update on my life. Um, to start the update on my life, I've got my hair dyed again into like a pinkish purple and it kind of turned out a lot darker, um, uh, darker than it originally was planned to be, but um, it kind of turned into like pinkish brown again and like kind of a dirty blonde. So it's probably the last time I'm gonna dye my hair in an unnatural color because like the painful application season is coming and I think I'm gonna have interviews um, in the way and I'm sure like master's applications um, probably doesn't have in-person interviews but like with the scholarship applications I think I need to re-dye it which is kind of a meh and I have like interns internships I have to apply to this year like I really have to have an internship secured this year um also starting um from next academic year I need to really consider like for job applications um I don't know if you have seen this like YouTube tag but around like two months ago there was a tag called I don't have a dream or I do not dream of labor and the YouTubers that have done this tag share a similarity in that they use they usually have graduated from a new university and they now have to transfer to like nine or five jobs and then like realize they never wish to work to live instead of they live to work and I have a lot of friends that do um that like actually got into industry jobs and it's insane to think that just one year can change so many people's like situation and status um i'm in the middle of the university and like everyone's just off to work and the reason why i'm talking about this is because even if i don't bring into action i'm always thinking about what happens to my career plan so those like youtubers are talking about passive income which is basically about earning money through literal um, little effort like investing and doing assets instead of doing like being the company laborer and if you read if you have read um, rich dad poor dad you can get an understanding on what this is but um if you watch also the videos you'd probably understand where they're coming from but considering i'm following the conventional education throughout my whole life i can't just get out of that either and the idea of getting out of the hustle culture seems so dreamy but it's so unrealistic for me and you know not everyone can choose passive income in like freelance jobs you know um so i'm just kind of like stuck on the idea of like what to do next year and i know i'm gonna apply for masters but that's only for a year and i've only i've been talking about that for like so long and i'm not stressed enough to the point where i'm pushing myself to do anything because you do have time until the application season but then it's you just have to really think about what's gonna happen next um as you move on to the process so that's my update on that i finished my course in the university here which was very interesting it was um i took two courses one is about like how the applications of mathematics in real life it was just for fun um and the other one is 
called Writings About Japan, which is basically a course on how the media, how the film, like film or literature,、um, or just research in general, was done on Japan from the perspectives of other countries. And it had a lot to do with Orientalism,、um, where the American influence was heavy. In like 1950s, 40s,、um, when they were kind of not well, they were well, Japan,、um, Japan, the US relationship was more, I guess, intertwined with the literature and like research that was on Japan and how that affected and that,、um, and then the comparison between now and then, yeah. But that was really interesting. I didn't really get to do a lot of humanity subjects when I got to uni, so that was kind of the one of the things I've done. Like, I had to write papers, which I haven't done in ages. So, that was like a kind of good practice for me to do like personal statement again this September. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the experience at the Olympics where I spent 12, 12 days at Oi Hockey Stadium. Um, I do want to make a positive note on this because、um, generally it was really fun and I met so many different people. and I was on the team called Protocol, which is basically volunteers that are close to people from like Federation of the Specific Sport or like IOC people. And I met some controversial people, but it was all an experience. And even though there were no spectators at the Olympics this year, I think that made it easier for us to be close to the game and like just do everything that's like, I don't know, that you, you would probably not be able to do if there were like other spectators around.、Um, the volunteers in my group were really,、um, really like from different backgrounds, different nationalities, different. Ethnic, um, ethnicity. People don't realize that, like, the media really tries to say that the volunteers are from, like, Japan and everyone is from the specific people. Like, I don't know, like, they are the only enthusiastic people in Japan, kind of thing, but it really isn't true. Like, a lot of them came into this with the thinking of、um, that it's gonna be, like, just. In general, it's unrelated to like political and economic situation、um, affected by the Olympics. It wasn't, I don't know, it's it's the, the media, the Japanese media is really weird in that it was so secured to just one thing. Every TV show was saying that you know they should not do this because of COVID, and I get it, I get, I get what I get that, but like. But then, as soon as the Olympics started, then they just put, they focused on just doing the game, like, you know, broadcasting the games and all that. So it's kind of like contradictory, if you know what I mean. Like, it's, they were trying to say you, they shouldn't do it, but then as soon as it started, they like put so much exposure on the Olympics and they only do the Olympics on TV. So, but, you know, besides that, I just really had. A good time there. I met so many people、um, that are from like sponsor companies. So, and you don't usually meet people from industry outside of like application season and like interviews, but you just, you just kind of have a lot of conversations with them. And 
I met one of the dads of a daughter that goes to a, a uni in London, and I'm like basically talking to a dad、um, about my life in London and also、um, other people that are kind of interested. And the the age range was strange because my um. I'm I'm 21, and that is the youngest in the group because the application for this volunteering was in 2018, and you'd have to be 18 by the time you apply. And so they were all like, we do have like five. We did have five people out of 45 people in my team、um, that are university students, but the rest of them are like in the 40s, usually 50s, and. Maybe sixties as well, and they're like they're like really high tech、um, grandmas out there, and it's just really funny. Like this one grandma was came all the way from another prefecture in Japan, and she had she even like stayed at a hotel for the two weeks that the where the Olympics were happening, and. She was also like organizing a lot of the leadership things in the group.、Um, she was making excels for translations into like different languages, like Dutch and French and like Spanish and all that. She was also like in charge of making the badges. Like if you've seen in like reels and stuff, people collect pin badges and like. Kind of exchange pin badges within like other、um, with other people、um, on, at the Olympic stadiums and also in the Olympic village, and like she because as as a volunteer doesn't get a free like badge collection,、um, she like made a whole bag of pin badges, which was just kind of I don't know she she was a crazy person like right after we finished doing the Olympics she like. She missed it so much to the point she made the whole stadium on Minecraft.、Um, it's it's just funny. I've never seen like such a great people. I don't know how to like. And also, my team specifically were people who could speak English. Like I think、um, we they had to do background checks in order to see like who can get into、um, who can get.、Um, Into the group of people that were kind of important in the federation.、Um, I mean, there were some people that were kind of against it.、Um, this, as in, like,、uh, we had some people that were distributed to us because、um, there were no spectators, and those those who were volunteering supposed to be for the spectators, but they now had to be switched to other groups of volunteers. And then there's some. Some of them are kind of like.、Um, it was a funny. It was. It was like a weird, funny thing where they get like this card、um, that says upgrade, which means that. And then they were called events people. And then now they are on the protocol team, so they had to have an upgrade card, which seems like they were downgrade. Like they were in the grade that was like. Below us, which you know, which wasn't a thing. You know, there's no, there's no grades in this. But then, it was just yeah, funny about that.、Um, that there was like I don't know. I think there were some background checks on us because 
yeah we had we got into so many people that were like supposedly important so yeah yeah i don't think i'm supposed to share who came and who didn't so i'm not talking about that but besides those like important people just the volunteers themselves were really really good people i think um i met this like american dad once again it's a dad again but um i think he just like traveled around the world he like um he i don't i don't know he just knew a lot about any country and um yeah and then he could also speak japanese like everyone was more than bilingual so like trilingual was kind of usual and i'm not even like that good at any other languages other than you know english and japanese so it was interesting it was just like a place where all these talented people except me kind of got together nah. yeah but that was a whole thing i like miss it really like i already miss it like because i don't people were re- were really really nice and um i know like the media was saying like you know it was it they're doing the volunteers are doing so much more than they should be because we're not paid but a lot of the people are paid through their companies because they're taking a break but they're getting money from the break a lot of the time they get, they get like paid holidays and stuff but um but even then it's it wasn't a lot of work um depending on the shifts and all that you, half of the time you're literally in a break because for us it was just specifically on mo- mo- most of the days i would go in to the shift at like 7:30 but the first hour is literally just kind of setting up the place um cleaning a little bit if there's any you know um trash on the seats then you just get pick it up and that kind of stuff which isn't really you know anything um and also um i was in charge of the entrance of the lounge where people were going in and out and see if they are qualified to get into the place or not um the security is another part of it but um yeah but there was like a huge security place that was like run by the military well i guess i don't know how would you call it but i guess it is the military in japan um and yeah i think it, it i don't know how to explain it uh, like everything i did because there's so much i did every day you do new different things because i would do i would um be called to drive uh, um this like golf cart looking car to go to the south beach to north beach and like transfer people and um i also used this like i don't even know how they call it but um a segway looking thing and you just kind of go around the place um if you wanted to, if they wanted me to like bring ice cream to serve to people and like those that kind of, that kind of stuff we didn't really really have like a set procedure in doing anything so it was really fun um if it was like just sitting at the whole time i think it would have been so i don't know 
I don't even if they if, even if you were at a play like I've seen so many volunteers that are only in charge of one specific task but even then they were having fun because you just meet a lot of people you greet with other athletes and like coaches and everyone from other places and I wouldn't have noticed that it would be this good of an experience because before the olympics happened the media was just very negative about it and i get it i i really get why and it's not really a good situation in japan now either but then it it was kind of really separate um i think i was also impressed by the fact that there was no covid case from our stadium even outside of our stadium there were only 16 in total and those 16 cases were really in the first week so it was it wasn't it didn't spread at all after that and i think more than like thousands of thousands of people were moving around places and well in the same area but moving around places in and out of the country and still they only had 16 people that was i don't know i think that's kind of weird it was a weird timing where the number of people that are getting effect, um, infected in japan are rising were rising but the olympics weren't kind of in it, it wasn't directly contributing to that um maybe the you know mindset of like people were kind of changing because they were kind of being more optimistic and that's why they went around and you know they went outside and stuff so maybe that indirectly contributed to that but without the covid thing going on it was really good um yeah i had to do pcr testing every day and that was kind of fun um that was the annoying part about um it because like you'd have to spit but then in order to spit like a really uh, i mean it's a tube and you don't realize until you do the PCR testing that you have to spit so much to the point you can't. And so that was kind of like every day you're just kind of are stuck like, oh, I can't get my spit out. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting like every day I'm getting messages from the same um, group of people from the volunteers and it's like a whole community and if we we didn't have um, like um, COVID going around then we would have just like went out to eat together and stuff which would have been so much more fun but you know we can't so we're just communicating on the group chat and there was no issue with anyone like if you have like that many people in the same group i would have thought like there was going to be issues and like differences and opinions and things like that but everyone just coped with other people's i yeah, i don't know just it was just such a good group of people is all i'm saying about this olympics but the paralympics is happening this week i think so that's interesting um i think people don't realize that there are like paralympics happening um and i kind of understand why um 
the amount of attention is you know different to the Paralympics but I'm still gonna watch it I think it's gonna be still interesting to watch so yeah but I have already decided on the date of moving date for London so that's one of the things I've been doing recently just packing trying to plan um, and Oh, in addition to that, my dad is moving to a new place within Japan, so my house, we're not moving into a new place yet because it was such a sudden notice, but we might within the year, so I have to like really get rid of a lot of things that I don't need. There's shits going on in my house that's a mess, so... But that's kind of it. I think I was gonna talk about something else, but I have, I mean, I have to have something left for my like next um, episodes. So yeah, I will talk about how like I feel about going out in Japan and comparing that to London maybe. But it's kind of, it's kind of a different because I've only started going out after covid as in like not not because after uh i don't know how to say but like i because i'm 21 now it you're not you're like sure you can go out but when you were like 20 19 uh or 18 you couldn't do that just because you can't drink legally and but that's kind of it um yeah i have to pack that's the most annoying part about moving and also unpacking is the worst part as well because you have so much shit um yeah i don't know how i can do it because i already have like three boxes of clothes that i have to pack into two suitcases and then i have like coats and other stuff um i don't know how i'm gonna do it but hopefully i can make it um yeah but that's it for today's episode thank you for um listening if you have made it to this far and follow me at samplegrino01 on instagram and bye